Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. It is the Fredericksburg Area Museum this morning. President and CEO Sam McKelvey in along with Dr. Gayla Sims. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Ted. I am, as I was thinking about this today, and it just sort of worked out when we, we set this up, but after what happened yesterday with the with the announcement about the the, uh, the civil rights trail, having you two in to talk about it, and just especially since you put these kinds of things in such great context at the museum, I'm really happy you're here this morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. And in fact, the, 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 uh, the, the gala brought along some cupcakes for me. <laughs> that makes you even a more favored guest than, than, uh, than usual. But anyways, it's, it is good to have you here. Yesterday at, uh, at, at Shiloh Baptist Church Old, it's like big announcement mm-hmm. by the city as far as the Civil, Civil Rights Trail goes that uh, it's going to join the, the National Trail. That's really big news. It's huge news. It's so exciting. Victoria Matthews and Chris Williams have done such amazing work kind of capturing those stories and publicizing them not only here in Fredericksburg and in Virginia, but across the nation. And it's really big. It's really exciting. Gail, as someone who came here now a couple of years ago and working on on, on a lot of these these kinds of, of subjects, to get this kind of national recognition... I think would probably help you. And I mean, you had to be just thrilled yesterday to to, to sit there and, and, and watch this unfold. I was thrilled. I mean, personally, I'm thrilled because I'm friends with Victoria and Chris and I'm just so proud of them and so, so happy to know them and to get to work with them. But yes, professionally, it's really exciting for us. It means that, you know, hopefully people from all across the country and the world will come see the Fredericksburg Area Museum and see the stories that we have that connect with the Civil Rights Trail. We did a, did a, I did a show with them a couple of weeks ago, and it was so interesting, just, just their passion about this, but that they mentioned several times the fact that they've done this, all the, all the work they've done, they've done besides, that's not, their, that's not what they do 40 hours a week, <laughs> and that they have, they, they it, it just, in, in, in they, they talked about just some of their, their research skills, that this wasn't what, what they do. Somebody like you, who's a professional at this, has to also look at it and just just see the the passion that they have and what they've been able to unearth and you know who knows what's next it's incredible i can't believe the amount of work and time that they put into this and they're such a good team it's like really lovely to see them work together um and i think it's really special that you know the university of mary washington and the city were working together um, on this really amazing project the the as, as I sat there and watched and heard some of the speeches yesterday, Sam, I, I also thought about, you ought to go over, everybody here ought to just walk on over to the Fredericksburg Area Museum and, <laughs> and, and walk through because you, you tell a lot of these stories and, and, and there's, a, there's throughout the museum, there's some of, some, of what the, some, of the, some of the things that were focused on yesterday about Fredericksburg, you can see in the museum. Yeah, certainly. I think we, you know, we've done a lot already, but there's a lot more to come. I think um, Dr. Sims' work here is, you know, proves it into itself that there's a lot going on at the museum. And I, what I love about the trail is it's just the beginning, right? These are stories that can continue to be added on to. It gives us that national uh, attention. But th- this is just, you know, I think, what, 22 sites on the trail? That's Which is amazing. I think that's one of the yeah. the higher, you know, number of sites per, for a trail for a specific city. And, and so, um, yeah, the museum itself kind of touches in on a lot of those stories that we have currently with the exhibits that we have going on. But um, as we move forward in the, in the future, we want to give all 
our, our cards right now, but we have a lot of uh, kind of narrowing in on some of those topics that the, the trail provides right now. I wondered, and I figured there would be, at some point, the conversation would stop and the sentences would stop about it because, but that you're working on, on things because, boy, there really are a lot, a, a lot of topics. And in, in, uh, in, in Vice Mayor Fry touched on it and has, has talked about it with counsel for, for years, just about all the, a lot of the unknown stories. And I'm always learning of, of you know, th- things that we walk by and, and see every day. We don't realize that there was there, there really were historical situations at all of those, some of those spots. Absolutely. I think, you know, Fredericksburg is really special. I've lived in a lot of different places. And the amount of history that's here, the compelling people and stories, the connection with the landscape, it's, it's really incredible. And history... You can't, history just isn't boring around here. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, sometimes people tell me that they find history boring, and I can't relate because I love history. But I always say, you know, the best way to connect with history is, is to think about individuals. Think about all of the people that are making decisions and working together to get us where we are right now. Well, and all of the museums uh, in in. You, you you think of what the what the park service does and and, and everyone else is the, the the stories now history is just so much different than it was when we all were in school of just whether there's there are so many more stories about the individuals and that's really what the what the the, the history trails about what the Fredericksburg Area Museum is all about yeah it's not just names and dates right I think yeah. that's kind of what we're used to uh, thinking yeah. about history but it's it's about people it's about people on landscape and people kind of making their mark. Um, you know, and what I like about Fredericksburg is that there's layers upon layers upon layers. I mean, you look at any one location, you have you maybe have a marker of a specific era that's important, but there's layers upon layers underneath that. Um, that we're, so we're just scratching the surface, Ted, and I think kind of blending those, as Vice Mayor Fry said, bringing those stories together into a narrative. Uh, yesterday you talked about um, is is really what we're trying to do and so we're excited to keep kind of exploring that and 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 really today too people are leaving their own mark on the landscape they're doing Mm -hmm. making their own history we made history yesterday so they're part of that narrative that keeps continuing on the other thing I thought of was and we're going to talk as we go along this morning with Dr. Sims about the some of the wayside panels you're involved with but this trail and these wayside panels that are that are that are popping up all around now I mean in their own way that's another museum. It's it's an outside museum, a, a kind of a virtual thing in, in in a lot of ways. But uh, because we're learning so much more about some of these sites, it, it's it's a museum on the you know it's a museum outside. Absolutely, you know. I love the Fredericksburg Area Museum. I love that building. I love the space. But I understand that not everybody wants to come into a museum to learn. So we want to make sure that we are we are making it easy for people to access the history wherever they are. That's on the landscape. That's on you know their phone. That's in the museum. That's giving lectures. Um, we're trying really hard to to make sure we use a lot of different methods. Yeah, and we should mention if you have not been to the Fredericksburg Area Museum, there is no reason now not to because <laughs> it's free. That's right. We are open. Uh, we had a pilot program last November that went really well. We've had a number of donors and sponsors that have allowed us to remain open uh, for free for this entire 2024. So please come on down at your convenience. We are, I'm sure we'll give all the hours and updates, but we are open seven, six days a week, um, just closed on Wednesdays. But you can come in and pop in at any time and follow us, obviously, on the websites and social media, and we'll let you know about special programs as well. It is a great, great place to, to if, especially if you've got 
uh, even if you don't, but anyway, if, you, if you've got people from out of town, bring them there first mm-hmm. and then go off to, to some of the other ones. When um, I think it was January 2nd when the new city council was sworn in, I've never seen so many people <laughs> in that in that upstairs. I mean, it was it was really packed. That's it's, it's a it is a great thing that the city does when they swear in new council members in there just because there's so much there's so much history in that upstairs room yeah that's uh for those that don't know that's the original you know town hall our second town hall for the city of fredericksburg um but it's the original of uh, the council chambers that swearing in has been going on since you know early 1800s so i mean it's yeah. it's been around quite a long time i think the desks that they used were actually the original 1870s desks that uh council cha- or that uh, the uh, city council was been using mm-hmm. um for the swear-in so yeah i think it was standing room only in it there was. for that event it was a lot of fun um to see it used for that original purpose in such a meaningful event as well you got up and spoke sam and i wanted to, i wanted to record you but i couldn't get close enough so <laughs> We need to do like a press pit or something next time. We yes. have to think about these types that, of things. That hadn't been thought of. Especially the when, they, when they right when they made the building, they should have thought about the future the pr- and yeah. having those radio press pits. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, you, you know, live and learn. <laughs> Sam McKelvey, Dr. Gayla Sims here from the Fredericksburg Area Museum, famva.org. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Dr. Kayla Sims and Sam here this morning from the Fredericksburg Area Museum, famva.org. Check that out or they have a great Facebook page too. With, uh, with all kinds of information. In talking about the, uh, the, the Civil Rights Trail and the announcement yesterday that it's going to be, uh, it will uh, join the National Trail, Dr. Sims, there are a lot of places around here, and you just handed me, if I just saw it, a, a brochure that the city has put together. This is fabulous because it kind of brings together a lot. There are really now a lot of things around here. There used to be just a few things here smattered here and there, but they're getting to be, it's hard to keep up. And if you're new or if you're, if you're new or visiting the area, this is going to be a great resource. Yes, I'm really proud of it. So the new African-American history brochure for the city of Fredericksburg is called Interwoven. I worked really closely with MC Morris at the visitor center on this, and it captures a kind of brief overview of African-American history in Fredericksburg. Obviously, we can't uh, touch on every story in a little brochure, but we've tried really hard, and we just debuted it yesterday because it has the logo for the U.S. Civil Rights Trail on it. So we couldn't release it until the big secret was was revealed. Um, So we have a ton of these. Um, We're really proud of them, and we'd love for people to pick them up. They're going to be at the Visitor Center at the Fredericksburg Area Museum. And yeah, it's a good introduction to the history. Well, just right here, and I'm, I'm just I'm glancing through it. Visit the 500 block of Prince and Sand Street in remembrance of Fredericksburg's thriving mid-century black business district. And it goes on and, and has, has a picture. I didn't know that. Yes. So during the, the mid 20th century, there were a lot of black owned businesses on the 500 block of Princess Anne. So, you know, you have uh, Shiloh New Site Baptist Church on one end, the train station on the other end. And at that time, Princess Anne Street was highway was Route 1. And so lots and lots of black folks came through there. <clears throat> and there were two black-owned hotels. There was the McGuire, the Hotel McGuire mm-hmm. and the Rappahannock Hotel. And so that's a really fascinating story that I don't think a lot of people know. So hopefully, you know, we can get that story out there. 
just just looking at that, the the other thing, and it, it's uh, it's it's fairly new because it was it was not even a year ago when the the John Washington um, marker went up at Foodie on uh, on Princess Anne Street and near City Hall. That's a great story, and you ought to look up his book and get his book and read it because it will really change how you look at at, at the at at slavery and in in the life that a, that a slave lived. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of research done on the period of enslavement, but I think the best sources are always to go to enslaved people and how they wrote about their own experiences. And Fredericksburg is so lucky because John M. Washington was a really good writer. I mean, his story is fascinating, but the the way he articulates his experiences, um, the way he articulates what Fredericksburg looked like when he was here is really fascinating. I met you because of the slave, the the uh, the, the slave block, and you, and you working on the exhibit at at the museum. I, I haven't not been down to see it lately. Is is there? I, and I know you're working on that. It's it's an ongoing thing. If you're working on the corner where the slave block used to be, any update on that? And just the the exhibit at the it, it has the exhibit changed at all inside the museum? The exhibit hasn't changed, but we always 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 are adding more uh, reflections. So there's always, you know, new cards in there about people's experiences of the auction block, how they feel about the exhibit. We are still working on the memorial that will be at the corner, mm-hmm. and we're we're in talks with the city about that. And I, I hope that we'll have some more updates on that soon. But we're really excited about that project. I know that that's been something you thought that that that's you'd said that that was going to take some time because you're trying to to, to work everything in. That is the 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 slave auction block at the museum. Just the part where where there are ref- the reflections. That's a pretty powerful thing when you have people leave something like that. That's my absolute favorite part of that exhibition because, you know, it's everyone's memories. It's their thoughts. It's their mm. just the way that they feel when they're around that object. I think that's so valuable, and I think it's a really important part of doing history is thinking about, you know, how we all feel about history, how we process it. So I really encourage people to come by and look at those and then add their own. It was interesting yesterday and during the debate when it was being debated a few years ago when it was still out on the street and, and, uh, and Vice Mayor Fry mentioned how people had to have, to have such strong feelings about it and, and some people didn't even want to walk on that side of the that side of the, the street, it's it remains a powerful image, and you do still you, you hear people all the time who who are going and seeing it, and uh, it is great that you've been able to 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 set up the kind of uh, just just the just the kind of display that you, you have, and I'm and I mean you spent a lot of time on that. I'm really proud of that exhibition, and one thing that I've noticed is when people come in, sometimes they have to kind of steal themselves, get ready to go see that auction block hmm. in the museum. And so I think that's a really good indication that that is the place it should be, you know, that people have a chance to get ready to see it, get ready for that encounter and then process their encounter and and maybe take some time for themselves in the reflection space that we have in the museum. Remember you told me a couple of years ago that your, your office is near there and sometimes you'll just go out and, and, and talk to people. What a great gift that is to be able to to see something that you work so hard on and just to be able to... to talk to people real time when, when they're seeing it. It's an incredible gift. There's nothing I love more than talking to visitors in the museum. I honestly wish I could just stand in there all day, every day and chat with people, but unfortunately I have other things to do. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a really special experience 
to be there when people are encountering that object. Dr. Gayla Sims here, Sam McKelvey here from the uh, from the Fredericksburg Area Museum on News Talk 1230 WFVA, org. I do not know why the lights are flickering here. I hope that <laughs> is not an indication of uh, anything anything to come. But uh, at this end, we are getting a lot of the, the lights are, are, are definitely flashing a lot th- this morning. A couple other things before as, before we, as, as we move on here. You've got there's a food exhibit. Uh, at at the museum. Tell me about that. <clears throat> okay, so we are launching the Fredericksburg Foodways Project. The exhibit won't be opening until 2026, but we're launching it now because we want to collect stories. All the exhibits that we do at the museum are really immersed in c- the community. And so we want people to bring our, their stories, their family recipes, their photographs of their dad's fishing, or, you know, themselves in the, in the kitchen. Uh, so the project is ongoing. We, okay. Yeah. We launched with a, uh, a community conversation with me, Joy Crump from Foodie, and Tramia Jackson from Mount Vernon uh, last week, and we are we are getting ready to dig into the research. Well, that's interesting because food. Do, I mean, you it, it, now that you say that, it does play a huge role in things. Yeah, the way I think about it is when we're we're doing food history, it's this really accessible and engaging way to get people intrigued by the past. You know, I know some people find history a little bit um, boring or maybe they're not that into it, but food history is a great way to get people excited about history. And especially here in Fredericksburg, there's so many interesting stories related to food. And so we're really excited to get people into the museum and get people, you know, really revved up about this experience about, about food history. Where did you ever get the idea of doing, of, of all the things that you could do exhibits on, how did this come about? <laughs> so actually, food history is is a specialty of mine. Um, I was an intern at the National Museum of American History a couple of years ago yeah. in the American Food History Project. And so I've long been interested in food history, and um, I've been waiting for a chance to get to do my own exhibit on food history. And so now, you know, Sam's letting me, letting me have free reign to to do the project. I would never have guessed because here's Dr. Sims and we've talked about some, we've done some shows where we have talked about these deep topics. (laughs) And then for you to say, I've always wanted to do a food exhibit. (laughs) I mean, I think food is, is fascinating. And I think um, Fredericksburg has has a chance to really do a lot of cool stuff related to food. I yeah. mean, there's so many restaurants, there's so many people, there's so many stories, and um, I'm thrilled that I get the chance to work on this. That is so interesting. <laughs> so, pictures about people in the kitchen. If if they, if there were to be a Sam McKelvey picture, and you know, of, of you in the kitchen, what would you <laughs> what would you be making? Macaroni, because I'd be probably making macaroni and cheese. Gonna, we had a conversation a little bit earlier about Taco Bell, and I just love my tacos, so you know, yeah, maybe tacos for this one. Okay, <laughs> I could see that. I have a lot of comfort foods. Yeah, so. me too. But yeah, as as Gayla, you know, more serious now, as Gayla was saying, I mean, I, you know, we talk about you know food history maybe light when you're thinking about it, but it, it's actually you can get pretty heavy into a lot of different things and. You know, different experiences at different museums I've worked with in the past, when you introduce a food element to the history that you're providing, it allows you to get to a different angle that's much more approachable. Um, and so as, as Dr. Simpson has said, it's, it's a great way to introduce people in a different way to history, as we were also talking about different historic markers on the landscape. Yeah. This is just another way to get to history. Interesting, and that's what you want. I mean, that that ultimately, and that's the great thing about the Fredericksburg Area Museum in in, in general. You're looking for different ways. Did 
people different people need different ways to to get interested and, and involved you just have to show me something about an exhibit and i'll be and i'll say to you i'm there but <laughs> with other people it, it, it sometimes you have to have a hook Absolutely. And um, I'm really excited because I'm working in collaboration with my good friend, Pete Moralevich, who's a local artist and graphic designer. He's going to be our exhibit designer for the Foodways exhibition. And we have a vision for this exhibit to be really creative and innovative and a lot different than some of the other exhibits that we have at the museum. That is brilliant because Pete is so talented. So talented. With what he can do and, and how he can do and And that, that alone will make this just a, a different kind of exhibit. Absolutely, and you know, I, I text him every day and I'm like, what if we do this? What if we do this? So I'm really, really excited to see what we come up with together. Well, and he's done some, he's done some great, I mean, he he did a couple of years ago for the for the park service, for the Luminaria, did the, that, that year did the, did, did the, uh, the, the, the print for that. And he's so involved in the community that, that that alone, I think, like you say, will 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 bring a lot of people in. I'm so excited. Also, we'll talk about this later, but he designed the new wayside panels that we installed. So we've been working together already, and, and I'm really excited to see where our collaboration goes. And that boy, see, collaboration. That I mean, that that's been that's been one thing for the for the year or so I've known you. That uh, and and especially you two together. Um, a, a lot of different groups coming in and, and, and getting involved in, in, in topics or just things going on at, at the museum. And that's what's exciting. Yeah, I, I think we are, we are only a few at the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Um, this is a citywide uh, effort to bring about, you know, the, the, to illustrate the history of the people. And um, I think we need everybody in that. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're not experts in any one area. And so bringing people that are in those different areas um, has been wonderful. And the city of Fredericksburg has been stepping up and stepping up in force for that type of thing, both specific nonprofits, different uh, mm-hmm. businesses, but the people themselves are bringing their stories to the plate. So it's all about collaboration. You know, all we're here to do is facilitate that conversation and bring out those efforts. I didn't think I'd ever say this. I'm looking forward to the food exhibit. Yay! <laughs> so again, that is that is uh, being put together and coming soon. Dr. Gayla Sims, Sam McKelvey here this morning from the Fredericksburg Area Museum, famva.org. More on News Talk 1230 WFEA. Wayside panels. We'll talk about that. Some new ones. And uh, we'll do that when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFEA. It is 830. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Always good stuff, always fun with the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Sam McKelvey's here. He's the president and CEO. Dr. Gayla Sims is here, the curator of uh, African-American history and special projects. Uh, Lafayette, you, uh, Dr. Sims, both you and Sam told me last month when we talked that uh, I would start hearing about Lafayette a lot, and I am hearing a lot <laughs> about Lafayette. There is, uh, this is the, this, a lot of things going to be going on in the, in, in the city all, all year long, and uh, 
the museums involved. Yes, absolutely. So the Marquis de Lafayette visited Fredericksburg in 1824, and so we are coming up on the 200th anniversary of his visit. And so in honor of that, there is a citywide commemoration, and at the Fredericksburg Area Museum, we are opening a new exhibit that is entitled Lafayette's World Revolutionary Ideals and the Limits of Freedom that I curated, and it will be opening on March 1st. Okay. The fact that you just, when you just said the name of the exhibit, I would have had to have that written down. But I guess when you curate and you, you live with it for so long, forgetting the name isn't a problem. No, I've been thinking about Lafayette and this exhibit for, for many, many months. So, For years. years. Yes. <laughs> the, um, his, his time here, just, just the fact that, that he, he came to America, but he spent some time here. Yeah, it's really exciting. So he visited um, the United States and he went to all of the states that were then part of the U.S. And he came to Fredericksburg and he hung out with the mayor and he came to Town Hall, which is now where the Fredericksburg Area Museum is. And he ate some food and he had some fun. And um, yeah, we're commemorating that experience. Well, of course he had some fun because <laughs> it, it, it had the Fredericksburg Area Museum been there, he would have had even he would have had even more fun. No, but this is a this is really a a, a, a big deal. Are, are other are other communities he visited? Is this something that we're going to see around the country? Absolutely. There's going to be exhibits all over the place, I believe, and um, events and all sorts of things like that. It actually has complicated the exhibit because other places are doing exhibits too. So we've been fighting over objects. But don't worry, we have a lot of good ones in our exhibit. I never thought of that <laughs> in this kind of a situation. That is that it, that is something that that you, that you have to that you have to take into account and i guess the, the other thing about his his exhibit i mean he he was observing or you know he the fact he I mean he wrote down so many of his thoughts mm -hmm. of of what he was seeing and i think that's one of the, the the great things about his exhibit about his his coming here just his observations absolutely we actually have a really special object that'll be in the exhibit which is a letter a thank you note that he wrote to the mayor after he visited Fredericksburg and he talks about all the people that he saw and the events that he attended and that'll be in the exhibit so people can see the real letter um, but it's it's really fun to see Fredericksburg through his eyes you have a real letter from from Wow it's really awesome, yeah. That is just just, <laughs> just to see the handwriting. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something about that because the, the 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 park service has a map that Stonewall Jackson drew, and you look at that kind of stuff. Some of that, you know, the, those those direct kind of pieces yeah. are, are really cool. It's really cool. Um, his handwriting is really pretty. It is hard to <clears throat> it's hard to read. So we also have a, a yeah. transcriptions for people who can't read that 19th century handwriting. Well, the other thing that makes it makes it difficult on these kinds of things, and, and, and Kenmore runs into it a lot of times, is you, you, you don't have photographs of things, and you really have to rely on diaries or, or, or people's recollections that they wrote down. Absolutely, although we do have... <clears throat> Sorry, I always do this when I come here. We have a portrait of Lafayette that we're borrowing from Stratford Hall, and it's beautiful. Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about the beautiful portrait? It's so beautiful. <laughs> It, it is. Uh, luckily, we have a great relationship with Stratford yeah. Hall um, up the road. Um, you know, we're still, I guess, their nearest city. Mm -hmm. So um, we communicate a lot with that. Um, but it's it's a portrait. Um, yeah, oh that, that that's that's in there. Uh, in actually, in the main uh, the house there right now. But um, yeah, they're willing to, to part with it for right now. 
Oh, what a great, th- what a great thing, though. And, and the fact, I mean, Stratford Hall comes in here all the time. So that, I, I, Do they? The, yeah. yeah. So, so that 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 is good to know. Now he wouldn't, and I would be terrible if I were if if I were in one of your classes, because we and we we talked a lot about this last month. But did, did you? Did you or did you not tell me that he ended up staying? Didn't he stay for a couple of years in America? He was here <clears throat> every time. He served in the Revolutionary War, so he was here for a while during okay. that. He didn't stay extended. Like he didn't have an extended stay in America when he came back, but he was here from okay. 1824 to 1825. Okay. So, but he was here longer for I think 18. He was only planning a very short trip. Um, yeah. So, but the, the the trip, as you're mentioning, Ted, was quite extended um, from what he was originally planning. So it, it went, you know, throughout the East Coast here, and mm-hmm. and it was, you know, what what was America at that time. So it did elongate um, quite a bit, and certainly his stay, you know, was off and on. Right. He was. American, you know, he's coming here to be an observer. Right. During the revolution, ended up joining Washington's army, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being instrumental. Um, yeah. And, and certainly the, the Yorktown campaign, certainly Virginia has a lot to say about his action during, during the Revolutionary War. And then um, he really was a believer in uh, the ideals of the American Revolution, which brought it back for, um, to France. Those ideals and turned into the French Revolution and kind of he was instrumental in kind of passing on those ideas of democracy really throughout the world. Okay, so if I were taking a class, I would at least I'd ask for at least half credit for how long he stayed. <laughs> you get an A plus. That I remembered. <laughs> that I remembered that. So again, March first is uh, is is when this exhibit opens at the museum. Are you going to have any kind of a a special kickoff for this for this exhibit? Yes, we are. We're going to have a public exhibit opening on March first at five thirty p.m. at the museum. It's free and open to the public. We'd love to see everybody. And you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good crowd. We've collaborated with a lot of people and institutions on this exhibit. You know, collaboration, as Sam said, is really important to us. So we have a beautiful map that was made by Dr. Steve Hanna from the University of Mary Washington. Okay. That traces all of the stops that Lafayette took on his grand tour, which, as you imagine, is is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we collaborated with the George Washington Foundation. We have a couple of objects from their collection that will be in the exhibit, as well as the George the James Monroe Museum. We have a, a beautiful little statuette of, of the Marquis de Lafayette that'll be in the exhibit. Um, we collaborated with the Central Rappahannock Heritage Center. Um, they have a couple of documents from his visit. So we'll have all of those people come by and, and get to see all of their objects on display in the exhibit. Wow. You really do bring in a lot of, of I mean, this really is a, a, a team effort with a, with a whole lot of, uh, a lot of, of, of other uh, historical organizations around here. Nicely done. Absolutely. We're very, very lucky that these institutions are willing to work with us and let us kind of put their objects on display. And I feel really grateful for my my friendships and my colleagues uh, at all of these other places. Yeah. Again, March 1st at the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Sam, we were talking a few minutes ago, and it just occurred to me that we need to go back in, in discussing about the uh, about the, the Fredericksburg Area Museum is, is free. Uh, this this year, but that doesn't mean you can still, if if you want to become a donor or get involved with the museum, there are there there's a need for that and um, just a lot of benefits to do that kind of thing. Yeah, people, I I think you know we're we're so we work so well with the city, right? I think that there's a lot of assumptions that you know the city fully funds us, and you know that's not true. We rely right. on private donations to stay open um, to the public. So uh, everything that we do, everything that Doctor Gail Sims 
does is is due to people supporting the mm-hmm. community supporting our efforts and one of the the reasons we were able to become free um, is because of the support from private uh, donors and so you know we we love for folks to come on down to be a part of it you know we're we're great to talk to <laughs> talk about history in general yeah. but become you know we we have a membership program still that they can become members um and we have some special perks that you know come along you know special uh um, access to Dr. Sims and some of the talks that she does and certainly uh, those things. But um, donations, donations, donations. Um, it's the way that the community can support us in staying open. And you can do that certainly on the website itself um, or by mailing, you know, uh, mailing any kind of funding or any support um, through our, our P.O. box um, as well. But um, we rely on that. It's about uh, 80% of our budget comes from private sources. So if you're, especially if, if you're a, um, if you live if you live around here, this is a great. This is a, in, in looking for for things to uh, to support the Fredericksburg Area Museum and all that you do. Just the things that we talk about, that uh, all the various uh, things that you're involved with and in, in putting exhibits together. This is all good stuff, and this is a way by by financially supporting the museum that that it continues and it continues to be free. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, we're doing a lot. I think I think with illustration of everything that's going on right now, how important history is uh, yeah. to the culture and the fabric of the city, um, and illustrating that kind of cohesiveness. And I think we talk about it all the time is bringing these things up and and trying to to illustrate what we call historical empathy, understanding of different reflections and different uh, opinions is okay. Um, and having those conversations about, uh, you know, the, we talk about the auction block and, and some of the different reflections that, that, that people have on that and having that conversation. And so uh, having that be open and free to the public is important for us. Um, but certainly, you know, uh, we need that community support to be able to keep that conversation going. Well, I sat next to the, the two of you yesterday mm-hmm. with the, with the uh, and, and as as it was going on, I just I just kept thinking these these are all topics and issues that that you can either go and see exhibits at at the museum or you've had special programs and, and, and talks. And I have just thought I I was proud to be sitting next to you because I thought you've really been at the forefront of a lot of discussions and and, and if and have helped with with a lot of things. So I mean the Fredericksburg Fredericksburg Area Museum especially recently, has just been so involved in a, in a lot of these changes and a lot of these history stories being coming coming about and, uh, and, and you all and others at the museum that, that have some expertise I mean, has, have been a help in unearthing some of this. Yeah, I, it's, it's a collaboration effort again, right? It I is. think, you know, we're there a lot, but we're supporting a lot of our partners too. I mean, this, this you know, the Civil Rights Trail, you know, we're there to support and, and help out mm-hmm. in any way we can. But that that was our partners really, you know, pushing that boulder up the hill. And so, uh, you know, I talk to, to Gail all the time is like, we want to get to as many events as possible, right? We want to support as many different partners as possible. And there's so much going on right now. Um, we, we are a little bit everywhere, right? <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's, it's really everybody pulling together in that effort. And it's been great to see. Well, it's great. It's, it's just so interesting that uh, you, you look at that. You look at the at the Lafayette and the exhibit that you're doing. There's there's other programs and other people involved with 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 Lafayette, and it really is uh, is the, the community coming together on a number of these things. Everybody does can do their own thing, but there really is a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of help when, uh, when when it's needed. Just you know whether it's getting a getting a portrait or. <laughs> you know some some historical piece that uh, you can add and get on loan absolutely um we've we've you know been lucky enough to receive a lot of 
of help and a lot of support in, in building the Lafayette exhibit. And I'm also doing a, a collaboration with Germana Community College. Um, I'm gonna be doing a panel on March 6th at 7 p.m. It's virtual, and it'll be a panel about diverse participation in the Revolutionary War. So it'll be me, it'll be Dr. Will McIntosh from the University of Mary Washington, who's also one of our new city council, council members. Yeah. He's going to be talking about um, how members of the LGBTQ plus ex uh, community supported the Revolutionary War. We'll be talking about women and indigenous people and thinking about the way that all of these different people helped, you know, kind of make our country become what it is. Yeah. March 6th, um, that is a, uh, I, I, I saw that the other day, a, a virtual program with the Germanic Community College. It is uh, the Fredericksburg Area Museum this morning. Dr. Sims, you also are involved with uh, wayside panels and you did a bus tour and uh, li last week, I guess, to just sort of unveil a lot of those. I haven't had a chance to, to see them. I've seen where, where they are, but uh, Again, though, th that's telling, even further telling some stories. Absolutely. You know, we did a big project in collaboration with the University of Mary Washington where we uh, inventoried all of the wayside panels that are throughout the city. We found that there were some significant stories missing. And so we have a, a project going where we're adding new ones every year. And so this year we opened five new ones scattered throughout the city. Um, that includes one to Johnny P. Johnson, one to Dr. Harris, which is the first one in the Mayfield neighborhood. We have one to the Manahoac tribe that's um, on Fall Hill Avenue. We have one to the original Walker Grant building and one to Decoration Day that's near the cemetery. So we're really excited about them and they're also very pretty because they were designed by Pete. <laughs> oh, okay. That they, they are I've not I have just seen pictures. I have not I have not seen them. But but all of those really do are, are, are significant stories that, that you hear a lot about. The one I'm gonna be interested in, just because being over in, in, in Mayfield a number of times, the you, you see W. L. Harris's name a lot, but I don't know anything I don't know anything about him. So that to me, that one is that one is interesting. That is one of the most special ones, in my opinion. So when I got to Fredericksburg, I started talking to Mr. Sonny Holmes, who's a community elder and, mm -hmm. and a historian who lives in Mayfield. And he told me that we needed to do more to kind of publicize the story of Dr. Harris. So he was a dentist. Um, he had a traveling dentist's office. And he was also an entrepreneur. So he was the owner of the Hotel McGuire, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. um, which was on the 500 block of Princess Anne. And he was also a community leader. And one of the things that he did that was so significant is he helped build houses for African-American people in Mayfield. Um, a lot of black folks couldn't get bank loans. And so Dr. Harris helped them, you know, have a place to live. And so that's one of the reasons we wanted to honor him. Wow. So these these panels and I've I've seen different I I've seen on at least on Facebook where there there's a there's a map where they all where they where they all are are, are situated around the city. Yes, absolutely. That's on the city's website. Um, they have they have a page that's all about the new wayside panels, so people can see the panels and then see the map and. You know, it, it's really exciting because they're all over the place. They're not just downtown. They're they're in all of these different locations. And yeah. there are a lot of different stories. How many projects are you working on at any one time? This is just amazing. I look at, at my list of things for us to talk about today. And on every one, you've got a, you've, you're involved some way here or there with it. I mean, I, I think I've lost count of all the projects, but I... I mean, it's a privilege to be here. You know that I think that. I, yes. I love being in Fredericksburg. And the fact that the community trusts me with these with these stories and with their words, is it's a huge honor. 
It is well. We're we're honored to have you. Just to, <laughs> the, just the 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 expertise and the passion you have for all of this. Thank you, Dr. Gayla Sims here. Sam McKelvey here from the Fredericksburg Area Museum. We will uh, wrap this up when we come back on uh, News Talk twelve thirty WFVA FAMVA.org. If you want to find out more about the museum and about getting involved financially with the museum, FAMVA.org. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is the Fredericksburg Area Museum this morning. Dr. Gayla Sims here. Sam McKelvey in uh, famva.org. We will uh, we'll highlight a couple of things we've talked about. But first, you are uh, Dr. Sims. They're going to be at the uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture speaking. Yes. I when am, and where is this? I am so excited. I'm so thrilled. Um, I think that museum is so beautiful. So that presentation will be on Tuesday, February 27th at 7 p.m., it will be in person at the Virginia Museum of History and Culture, and it is going to be about African-American women's history in the Fredericksburg area. So we're, I'm really excited to get to share stories of all of the amazing women who have worked in this community to make it better and the women that are working today to make it better. And, and so I'm really, really looking forward to it. I guess. I'm sorry that it's an in-person thing. I was hoping you were going to say there's also an online. I, I would have paid for it. That being that, what, what a great honor to get to do that and, and to talk about this area. I am so honored, but luckily for you, I'm also doing this talk for the library uh, here in Fredericksburg, and that one is virtual. So that one will be on Friday, February 23rd at noon. So for those of you who can't make it to Richmond the following week, yeah. welcome to watch. the. It's going to be a very similar lecture on African-American women's history for the library. I like that. The library, but those Friday programs, because you've done some of those before, those are great. Those are very in, informational because I remember you, you did one on just the work on, on developing the, the corner with the slave block. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm a huge library fan. Most people who work at museums love libraries. Yeah. Um, but they're so kind and generous over there, and I'm looking forward to that one, too. So, again, uh, Virginia Museum of uh, History and Culture on the February the 27th, but also you'll talk about the same subject with the uh, Central Rappanic Regional Library and one of their Friday programs on the 23rd. The Lafayette exhibit is at uh, opens March 1st. So, and you're doing, uh, is, is that, that the public opening, and you've got an opening that day or that night? Yes, so the Lafayette exhibit will open Friday, March 1st, and we have a public opening at 5.30 p.m. that day. Um, I'm very excited. We're going to have some snacks. And also, Sam, can I, can I share the, the, the special news? Um, my parents are going to be there. So if anyone's oh, been wanting nice. to, to meet Susan Strait and Dwayne Sims, that's your chance. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Just to get I'm going to have fun at that. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. that would be a good place to find out stories. They will tell you lots of stories because <laughs> there is the there is the public side of Dr. Sims that is very serious, <laughs> but they could tell other stories. I, that's that's why I'm looking forward to this most. Where all this energy comes from, <laughs> and where this you know this this uh, the, the multi juggling multiple projects at mm. once. I got how, how does that yeah how does that work? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I need to know it right as as you know as the the museum director. I need to kind of figure these things out. <laughs> Maybe after you gather that information and can, can maybe compile a report 
I'll just do a show with just you. Okay. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk that. about the we'll inside about, knowledge yeah, of Dr. Simpson. I like it. Works. I, I like it. FamVA.org, again, it is free, but you can uh, memberships and getting involved financially. Consider that. Yes, please do. Uh, we're you know great for the cultural uh, awareness of the town. We're great for history, education, uh, culture, um, so uh, tourism, whatever you're interested in. You know we we have that fabric of the town, and hopefully you'll be interested in helping us out. Well, thank you both. We will uh, get together and, uh, and and do this much much more and uh, get together next month because it's going to be a very busy year. A lot of things to talk about. Thanks for taking time out and coming in this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. FamVA.org, Dr. Gayla Sims, the curator of African American History and Special Projects, Sam McKelvey, the president and CEO of the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Thank you for listening. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.